It's amazing. It's amazing how God works because uh, Brother Jacqueline had no idea what I'm preaching. He didn't know my outline, but every song is lined right up exactly with what God wants us to know today. Amen? That's how big our God is. Amen? Take your Bible. Take your Bible and turn with me to Matthew chapter number 28. Matthew chapter number 28. We're going to go back to the Great Commission. We're going to continue there in our study. And, and I'm going to warn you, I'm going to warn you, uh, today we're going, to, we're going to look at a little more scripture than I normally uh, go to uh, in, in, in our Sunday morning time. It's going gonna, it's gonna to seem a little bit like a Wednesday night, uh, but I've got I to gotta make it in a shorter period of time. But it, it's really important that we go to these verses. Uh, in order to understand, in order to understand why the church is here, we have to know something about God. We have to know something about His character. We have to know something about His wishes. We've got to know something about His, his uh, idea for us and His purpose for us. Because uh, there are so many people, there are so many people who have no concept whatsoever about what the church is here for. I'm telling you, no concept whatsoever. Uh, and and, I, and I'll, I'll get to that in just a minute. Let's look. Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 16. If you found your spot, say amen. amen. We, we, we started with verse 18 uh, last week. We're going we're gonna to bump up to verse 16. It says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Uh, according to the, the writings of Matthew here, it makes it seem like they was just the disciples. In other words, just the, the eleven that were following. We know it was eleven uh, uh, here, but it, it, we, we know that by other scriptures that there was probably up to 500 people here on this mountain. There was several, several more on this mountain. So Jesus is he's, he's kind of given the culmination of all the book. All the book of Matthew talks about the authority of the king and the power of the king. And now it, it is all that was written so you can know what he's fixing to say here. He's gathered them together. He appointed them a place. They were obedient. They were available. They show up. Uh, one of the greatest points about the Great Commission, you need to understand, it's not your ability, it's your availability. If you will offer your availability, He will give you His ability. Amen? Verse number 17. And when they saw Him, they worshipped Him. That's a good thing to do. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for your word. Please help me. Lord, I feel the devil fighting for some reason. Lord, I, 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 know, I know he doesn't want us to get this truth. I know, uh, Lord, he doesn't want your people to, to, to truly understand our mission, truly understand our calling. And, and God, I pray that you'll put a head, rebuke the devil this morning. I pray that you will, uh, uh, Lord, make him flee from this place. I pray that your power of your word will overcome any hindrance, Lord, that's in this place today. I pray your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. There's a misconception about what the church is for. Uh, there are some people, there are some people that thinks that the mission of the church is simply fellowship. 
fellowship. It's a place that I go to make friends. It's a place that I go to uh, have my needs met. It's a place that I go so somebody can take care of me, come come visit me when I'm sick, and come, come see me uh, when I'm in need and all of that. But that fellowship is not the mission of the church. It's wonderful, and it's encouraging. And I love fellowship. I love hanging out with God's people. Amen? It is a wonderful thing to be able to come out of this world, come out of the, the, the sickness and the suffering and all the sin that's out in this world and get to hang out with God's people, the people that want the same thing and desire the same thing and to go in the same direction. I love fellowship, but that's not our mission. It's not our mission. Hey, we can take it a step above that and be a little more spiritual, if you will, say, well, the mission of the church is teaching. It's a place where you can learn doctrine and learn truth and learn the guidelines and learn, learn how to live our life and learn how to live and learn how to die. It's, it's definitely the mission of the church is teaching. That's not so. That's not so. We do that. We do that here. Thank God. We teach the word. We practice the word. We do everything we can to do that. But that is not the mission of the church. Well, what about this? This is even higher. What about praise? That's got to be the mission of the church. It's praise. It's a place we can come and get our worship on. It's a place we can come and adore the Lord. It's a place we can come and we can sing and we can give Him glory. That's not the mission of the church. If fellowship, teaching, and praise was the mission, if that's what God wanted out of us, He would have took us home immediately after we were saved. That's not the mission of the church. God gives us the mission of the church here in the Great Commission. He gives us what we are to strive for, what we are to pray for, what we are to work for, what we are to strive for. Listen, but in order to, and I want to go a step further. I want to go a step further. I don't want to just, I I don't want to just tell you the what. I don't want to just tell you the what this morning. That'd be way too easy. I want to tell you the why before I tell you the what. Before I give you the church's mission, I want you to see the church's motive. Are y'all with me? We really have three things I wanted to cover today, but I knew I'd never get through in time. I wanted to talk about the church's motive. I wanted to talk about the church's mission, but then I want to talk about the church's method. But we're going to wait till next week for that because that's a, that's a message all in itself, by itself, to know how we're going to get this accomplished. But you need to know our motive. What is the motive of the church? Before you can understand the mission, you've got to understand the motive. What is our motive? Without question. Without question, in order to understand our motive. You see, it it seems like I'm running a rabbit, but I'm not. I promise you. I'm just going back. We're going to thoroughly discuss this point today. In order to know our motive as a child of God, in order to know what the children do and are, we got to know something about the Father. Our job, our motive in life for everything we do is to bring glory to God. Period. Bring glory to God. Now you say, why is that so important? Let's let's look at some things about God. There's three characteristics of God we need to understand. One, and I and I, I gave them uh, the verses, but I don't think it it went through. So I'm just going to read them, and I'm going to read them fast. And if you want these afterwards, I'll give you I'll give you the paper, give you the verses. But what do we know about God? Well, according to the Word of God, we know that God is omnipresent. That means he's in all places at all times. Say that with me. He's in all places at all times. Psalms 139, verse 5. Thou hast beset me behind and before. In other words, you were before me and you were behind me. And laid thine hand upon me. 
Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Whether shall I go from thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Preacher, what are you saying? It doesn't matter if I'm in Africa. It doesn't matter if I'm in uh, uh, Zimbabwe. It doesn't matter if I'm in Germany. It doesn't matter if I'm in New York, Atlanta, Coleman, or Birmingham, or Huntsville. God is there there is nowhere that I can go that God is not there there is nowhere that the world can take me there's nowhere that I can go and not be in the presence of God when I'm up he's there when I'm down he's there somebody say amen he's all present he's omnipresent he's everywhere at all times you cannot escape him he's omnipresent His presence cannot become greater because He's omnipresence. It's infinite. Are you all with me? But there's another thing we learn about God. Not only His omnipresence, we see His omnipotence. That means all power. We we studied that a little bit last week. He's all powerful. Psalm 62, 11. God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. Isaiah 44, 24. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, he that formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. Revelation 19, 5. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and the voice of many waters, and the voice of mighty thunder, and saying, watch this, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. What does that mean? He's all-powerful. He's almighty. He cannot get stronger. He's as strong as he can ever get because he's already got all power. I'm going somewhere. He's all powerful. He is in all places at all times. So God is omnipresent and God is omnipotent. He's all power. But there's another, there's another characteristic of God we see in His Word. He is omniscient. That means He is all knowing. Say that with me. He is all you, you heard that song, He Knows My Name. Yes, sir. He knew your name before you got here. When, when you were formed in the womb, He knew you. Say amen. Psalms 147.4. It says, Thou compassest my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my... Listen, He telleth the number of the stars. He called them all by their names. Watch this. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. In other words, there is no end. Psalms 139, 1. O Lord, thou search me and known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. For there is not a word in my tongue, but O Lord, thou knowest it all together. Preacher, what are you saying? He knows it all. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. There's never been a thought in your mind that he didn't already know. There's never been a word come out of your mouth that he didn't already know. He is all-knowing. Somebody say amen. Say, what is the big deal? I'll tell you what the big deal is. God is omnipresent. God is omnipotent. 
God is omniscient. He's all, hey, listen, he's all powerful. He is all knowing. He is ever present, always in all places at all times. None of that can change. His omniscience cannot change. He already knows everything there is to know. His power cannot change. He's as much powerful as he can ever be because he's got all power. He cannot be in more places than he already is because he's everywhere. There's only one characteristic of God that can change. There's only one characteristic of God that can change. And that's what brings us to the point. His glory. His power cannot be magnified because he's all-powerful. His presence cannot grow or become greater because he's all-present. His omniscience, his his knowledge, his wisdom, he cannot get smarter than he already is because he's already all-knowing. The only thing that can change about our God is His glory. That is why that God is so jealous of His glory. Look what it says. Listen, our, our whole motive in life is to glorify God. Isaiah 42 verse 8. Isaiah 42 verse 8. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another. God will share His home. God will share his love. God will share his mercy. God will share his forgiveness. God will share his son and give him to die on a cross for us. But God will never share his glory. Isaiah 43, 6. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Even everyone that is called by my name. Watch this. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. God formed you. God formed you. And he gave you life. And he breathed into your nostrils the breath of life. And you became a living soul. Not, he didn't, he wasn't here for you. You are here for him. You were made. You were created. You were designed. You were placed upon this earth to bring God glory. Now watch. Now watch. First Chronicles 16. <clears throat> Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day His salvation. Declare His glory among the heathen. His marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Glory and honor are in His presence. Strength and gladness are in His place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Ephesians 1 verse 11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of of him who worketh all things according to the counsel of his own will, that we, this is me and you, that we should be to the praise of his glory. Are y'all with me? First Corinthians 10 31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Everything we do in this church is to bring God glory. Everything we do in our life is for the purpose of bringing God glory. 
I, you know, we, there's, there's so many arguments that go on in churches today and of, of how should you do this or how should you do that or, 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 or is, this, is this dress too short or too whatever? Uh, how can we know? It's easy to know. Does it bring God glory? Does your apparel bring God glory? Does your attitude bring God glory? Does your appearance bring God glory? Does the words coming out of your mouth bring God glory? In other words, does God look good by the life that you're living? When people see your life, when people see your attitude, when people hear your words, when people see your behavior and your activity, do they say, Woo! What a mighty God we serve! Thank God in heaven! Or they say, Hmm. We're to do all to the glory of God. Our life should be pointing to God. Our words should be pointing to God. Everything about it should point to God. Whatsoever ye do, do it to the glory of God. Y'all with me? Y'all staying with me now. Stay with me. This is like one of them movies. You can't leave for popcorn. Say amen. I know what you're thinking. Man, that's some good stuff, preacher. That's wonderful to know about our God. But what does this have to do with the Great Commission? Thank you for asking. John 15. You don't have to turn. You don't have to turn. Just trust me. Or you can turn. It doesn't matter. John 15. In verse number 8. In John 15, Jesus is teaching the disciples. And he's talking to them about the intimate relationship between the vine and the branches. He said, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. Anytime there is going, listen, anytime there is an intimate connection, anytime there's an intimate relationship, there is always fruit. And he says, if you will abide in me and I abide in you, listen, ye shall bear much fruit. You know what evangelism is? Bearing fruit. You know what winning souls is? Reproducing ourselves. It's bearing fruit. He says, bear much fruit fruit i don't want you to bear a little bit he said i want you to bear much fruit and watch this this is so good here it is here it is john 15 8 herein herein is my father glorified say that with me herein is my father that ye bear much fruit what does that mean when we are bearing fruit when we are winning souls When people are coming into the kingdom, the Bible says the Father is glorified. What is our motive? To glorify God. What does that mean? How is the Father glorified? Every time, every time a sinner gets on his knees and says, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Save my old wretched soul. Oh, they stand up and sing. Thank God I'm saved. Thank God I'm redeemed. Oh, we got to singing and praising God. Every time a soul is saved, that's another voice that's added to the choir, singing unto our God, singing praise unto our Lord. Every time somebody gets saved, it brings glory and honor to God. It shows this old world. It shows that old devil that God is in the saving business, that God is good, that God is wonderful, and God is love. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Give Him praise and glory in the house. That's our motive. I love all the stuff we do at church, but the main thing is glorifying God. Listen, this this community that we live in, they don't need to see what we do for God. They need to see what God does for us. They need to see that it's all about Him. 
They need to understand we can't get it done. But watch what God does. Because then we won't get the credit. God will get the credit. Why do you think he sent little David to fight that Goliath? Why do you think he didn't send the hero and, the, and Saul, the man, ahead taller than everybody else in the kingdom of Israel? No, he sent little old David. You know why? Because David knew where the power come from. David knew where the strength was. David would give glory and honor to God. He Listen, he went down in that valley, and that, that old giant said, I'm going to feed you to the fowls of the air. And David said, I tell you what. He said, today, everybody on that side and everybody on that side, is going to know that there is a God in Israel today. God is going to take you out, big boy. It wasn't about killing a giant. It was about glorifying God. Listen, we support missionaries to glorify God. That's our motive. That's our motive is to bring glory to God. Let me tell you something. Don't forget this. God is a jealous God. He will not share His glory. When a church begins to think they're all that, God's going to take His power away. He will not share His glory. We do what we do for the glory of God. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. People getting saved brings glory and honor to our God. That's our motive. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Let me say this. That's the primary motive. Say that with me. That's That's the primary motive. What does that mean? It's the most important. It's first. If there was no other motive after that, that was enough. Right? But let me give you a secondary motive. Ultimately, we do everything we do for the glory of God. But the secondary motive we can find in Scripture is obvious. We do it for the love of others. You know why we give to missions? You know why we send, you know why we send a missionary to, to Brazil? Because we love the Brazilians. You know why we send a missionary to the Jews of Atlanta? Because we love the Jews of Atlanta. Y'all with me? What is, what is the great commandment? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. This is the great, the first commandment, but the second is like itself. Love your neighbor. We're to love others. Our motive should be love. Why should we send people to Russia? Because we love the Russians. I don't love, I don't love the policies of Russia. I, I don't love the politicians and, and, and their behavior and all that kind of stuff. I hate communism. I hate socialism. Live with it. Whatever you want to do with that, it's fine with me. But I'm telling you, I love the Russians. I don't like the, I don't like the communist regime in China. But I love the Chinese people. Hello? There's a lot of, there's a lot of politics in, in our country I don't like. I flew into Washington to get to Ohio twice, and I had to take three showers when I got home. Hello? 
but do you love people? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, God's motive ultimately was His glory. He made everything for His glory. He created everything for His glory. He expects, listen, His creation to give Him glory. But His secondary motivation for the salvation of souls is He loves people. we got to love people. Why do we give to missions? Because we love people. We love people. I say we do. We need to. Some of y'all need some extra help with this. I'll tell you what, I don't think we need to go overseas if we don't do it here. Well, I don't think you need to complain about it going overseas if you're not doing it over here. I said it. Don't you just love people to complain about what you're doing, but they don't ever say anything about what they're not doing? I'd rather do what I am doing than not doing what you ain't doing. Ah, that's all right. That's all right. Quit, quit, quit. They're mad enough. <clears throat> we love people. That's our motive. To glorify God and our love for people. Our love for people. <clears throat> God said you can't love others. You can't love God unless you, unless you love others because how can, you, how can you hate people you see and love somebody you can't see? But we got more to talk about. Number two. I'd like to just deal with that a little bit, but we're going to move on. Our motive. Our motive. Our motive determines our mission. Right? Our motive determines our mission. Our motive is the why. Our mission is the what. Because we're here to bring glory to God and to love others, what are we doing? We're going to get the gospel to every creature. Here here is our mission. Number two, here is our mission. Put this down. A, the spread of the gospel. The spread of the gospel. That is our mission. It's not fellowship. We do fellowship. But that's not our mission. It's not teaching. We do teaching. But that's not our mission. We do praise. Thank God I love the choir and I love the singing. I love everything about our worship. But that's not our mission. That's something that we do. But our main focus, our main goal is to bring honor and glorify, honor and glory to God by winning others to himself. It's spreading the gospel. Look what it says in your, in your great commission, Matthew 28. He says, Jesus said unto them, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore... And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe whatsoever things or all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Mark 16 says it this way. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Luke 24, 46. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, And thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Acts 1.8 
but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witness unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. What is, what is God's mission for the church? To get the good news of Jesus Christ to the very ends of the earth. There are people today who do not have a church to go to. There are people today who do not have a Bible to read. There are people today who do not have a missionary to tell them the good news of Jesus Christ. Every day that we wake up on this side, every day that we wake up in America, we can hear the gospel, we can read a Bible, we can listen to truth. But there are people in places today day who do not know who Jesus is, who do not know the saving grace of God, who do not know that God came down and became man. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory. They do not know that God the Son walked upon this earth. He walked on water, turned water into wine, healed the blind and healed the lame, raised the dead. They do not know that He was hung on a cross. He shed His blood. He died and the third day He rose again to deliver them from their sin and to forgive them from their wickedness and deliver them from their bondage. They don't know that there is a loving Savior up in heaven that will come down to where they are, save them and bring them up to be with Him. And somebody has to go tell them. Our mission is to spread the gospel. Our mission is to spread the gospel. We got to go. We got to go. Got to go. Well, I can't go. You can help somebody go. And let me say this. You can. Everybody can go. You know what I found out? In life, no matter the obstacle, I figured this out about life. I can do about what I want to do. Ask my wife. She, done, she already knows. If something gets set in my head, she might as well shut up and leave me alone. Because it's going to happen. Don't look at me that way. You men, cowards, cowards, cowards. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. If you want that fishing boat, you'll, three, you'll sell three dogs and a puppy to get it and hide it behind her back. I know who we are. I think y'all fooling somebody in here. Don't even play that with me. How many times do we make excuses not to accomplish the will of God in our life by saying, I can't? My dad used to preach this. I'll never forget it. He said, he said, can't never could do nothing. Can't never could do nothing. Don't say, I can't. Just, just be honest and say, I won't. That's right, Carla. I said it. You go ahead and laugh. <laughs> you say, well, I don't have the ability. That's why Jesus said, all power is given unto me. Therefore, go. I'm not going in my name. I'm going in here. What's our mission? Spread the gospel. You know what the word gospel means literally? Good news. How many of y'all like, how many of y'all like when you hear good news and you got to tell somebody? Come on, people, don't get mad. Raise your hand. You know I'm telling the truth. I, 
When people come up to me, when people come up to me and they say, preacher, 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 I got some, hey, can you keep a secret? And I'm saying, no. <laughs> if it's good news, I'm going to tell somebody. Someone called me the other day. I'm riding, I'm riding with several of my friends, Alan and a couple other guys, and they're telling me, and this is what they tell me, Christian, we just got back from the sonogram, and we're going to have two twins. And then they say, and I'm like, oh. And then they say, don't tell nobody. What? <laughs> what do you, don't, don't do that to me. I love telling good news. You know what is so awesome? To be able to tell somebody that's broken and hurting and needy and desperate and hopeless that there's hope. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to stay addicted. You don't have to stay in that condition you're in. There is hope. It's good news, good news. That's why I love that verse in Christmas. I wish we could have Christmas year-round. Put up trees and lights and everything. There were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings. He says, I've got good news, fellas. He's here, he's here, he's here. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I got good news. See, some of us has forgot that it's good news. And it's good news that people need to hear. Our mission is to spread the good news. Then lastly, write this down. Write this down. I'm trying to stay on time. Our mission is not just to tell. If that was all there was to it, if that was all there was to it, we could fly over these places and just drop leaflets. That's not all. Go into all the world and teach. All the, the word teach there literally means make disciples. Make disciples. Jesus came and made disciples. He developed people into followers of Christ. Now, some people think it's good enough to show up to church and, and seem religious. God's not looking for religious people. God knows he's not looking for religious people because it was religious people that killed him. We don't just need church folks. We don't need, listen, it's not about, it's not about being religious or being churchy. Fringe people, fringe people are, are not going to get the job done. Listen, people that are scared of three snowflakes. Hey, this, this place was packed last week. Ain't nothing wrong with the rose. Y'all want me to just be honest today? Churches are full of religious people. 
who come for what they can get out of it, a little sense of entertainment, make me feel better about myself. I, oh, I've had a rough week. Uh, help my feelings so I can feel better. And then go unchanged. No, 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 no. God is looking for followers of Christ that will not just follow him to the mountaintop, that will not just follow him to the comfortable place, but will follow him to the cross and will follow him to the grave and will follow him in sacrifice and follow him in obedience and do what he said to do. Somebody say amen. We're to make disciples. We're to develop disciples. Listen, by the teaching and the reading and the preaching and, the, and, and more, more than anything, more than anything. You know, it's one of the greatest ways to make disciples. It's not teaching. It's not the, it's not the acquiring of knowledge. Watch this. Watch this. Everybody, I need you over, all the way over. Here we go. Watch. It's the following of an example. Do what I do. Too many Christians want to say, do what I say. Greatest way to develop disciples is be an example. Be an example. You've heard our motive. Why are we doing that? Why do we support Brother Jay and his ministry and what he's doing? To bring glory to God. To bring glory to God. Ultimately, to bring glory to God. Every time someone's saved, he is honored and glorified. Every time one of them is forgiven, he is honored and glorified. Every time, somebody say amen. It's time to fill the heavenly choir, amen? So what's our mission? Getting the gospel to every creature. Now please don't miss next week. Please don't miss next week. If you've ever wondered... How independent Baptists do what they do. Some of y'all are some of y'all from all kind of different backgrounds in here. I mean, we've got them from one end to the other. There's all kind of different spectrums or, 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 or colors of the spectrum. You're in here and you wonder, how do we reach missions? How do we do missions? Well, this denomination does this. This denomination does that. Next week, you will get the whole deal. If you leave here next week and you don't know how we do what we do, uh, you, you I, I don't know what to say. Because it is going to be so plain and so clear and so definitive. Nobody will be misunderstand how we do what we do. And you know what's going to be cool about the whole thing? It's going to be all biblical. I kind of feel if you're going to do it, you need to do it the Bible way. Amen? So how many of y'all will stand to your feet and 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 and... Maybe, maybe some find a place in this altar and let's pray. And let's ask the Lord to help us glorify Him. In our evangelistic efforts, in our mission efforts, to bring glory and honor to Him. I know this is a different type message. I know it was more information than it was application and exhortation. But sometimes, sometimes, well the Bible says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And you need to know this stuff. You need to know the characteristics of God and the purpose that God put us here. His power cannot be magnified. His, his, his presence cannot be magnified. His knowledge cannot be magnified. The only thing that can be magnified is His glory. And God wants us to do everything in our life to bring Him more glory.
And I want to ask you this. Are you bringing God glory in your life? If not, we ought to find a place and say, God, help me in this area. Help me in this area. If you're here today and you're not saved, one of the greatest ways you can bring glory is to just come and give Him your life. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, your personal Savior, we've got uh, altar workers here, men for men, ladies for ladies, up in the balcony. You don't have to come all the way down here. We've got people in the balcony, volunteers there to pray with you there. But I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask you to move. If you know somebody that's lost, come on and let's pray for them. If you're in need, come on. Lord, thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for the ability that we have to know you. Thank you for the ability we have to follow you and worship you and be touched by your presence. Lord, I pray for that one here that doesn't know you as their Savior. I pray that you'll save them today. I pray that you will redeem them today, forgive them today, change their life today. Lord, I pray for that one that's just, Lord, they've been on, on, the, <clears throat> on the fence when it comes to missions or, or when it comes to your, your purpose in their life. I pray that today will be the day they surrender to do whatever you'd have them to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing. Brother Jalen, you sing.